Hello, welcome to Nuclear Podcast. This is Mikhail and this is Jihad. Yeah. So this episode, we're just gonna just say the episode name. You got cyberpunked. But first thing first, uh, how's your week been going, Jihad? Week's been pretty alright, pretty chill. Um, you know, spent spent some time with some family and celebrated my cousin's uh birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little get together wasn't nothing too crazy because you know COVID still thing, even though there's some next door neighbors or well down street neighbors that are acting like it's not still a thing. I don't I don't even know if it's real anymore. Who knows? But um, <laughs> you're going so down that rabbit hill now. Man, listen, I don't know, man. Everyone's <laughs> fucking partying and rioting, and you know we'll get into that later. But like, other than that, I've been staying out of trouble, staying safe, staying healthy. Um, things have been good. What about you? Um. I also had a little get together, not at my house, but I went back in Philly, um, see my friends for like the first time, some since August, the last time I went out, or some I have not seen the week before, literally since the pen, right before the pandemic back in March. Um, mm. So it was good. It's hard to see people again. It literally feels like everybody would just do a military leave, like they're on military leave. And they're going back to service now. That's what it feels like. Anytime I see my friends, it's not like niggas are like right down the street from me. Well, not really because where I live in there, but it's like, they're not too far. And it feels like they're like across the fucking country. Um, it's weird. I'm happy for it that everybody's okay. Hopefully with no COVID, uh, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, no, that was basically my week. I did some more editing. Um, been kind of bummed in general this like last couple weeks because besides seeing my friend which made me really happy it's just like that quarantine shit is hitting harder and harder now like yeah i definitely feel that like there's a like full transparency to like the 15 people who listen to this um we haven't recorded in the last couple weeks because it's been like back and forth like between us like is is hitting now like is seven we're seven months in at this point we're almost towards eight months in at this point it's like around eight like it's it's been a, a minute long as time and this 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 thing is like really being prolonged and pretty much the entirety of 2020 is, is gone you know I mean, we were robbed at that time and that was hard to believe like some people again like are living their lives like as if you know covid or you know the pandemic never happened living and... life like it's golden <laughs> like, oh man it's it's crazy and like even my friend said it like um who seemed like you should have got a reward for like pandemic like quarantine and war like hibernation like sandy cheeks and shit like i was <laughs> it, it literally felt like a hibernation like i fucking gained weight I'm growing a fucking mustache like shit is like weird <laughs> but uh <laughs> like it, I haven't been getting at my sunlight. I feel more fatigued now. Like physically, I feel like shit right now. Like even in house workouts are like not really helping. Yeah, because there's like this, this different atmosphere of working out at home as compared to like going out, you know, socializing a bit and working out in a gym or something or working mm-hmm. out with friends or whatever. There's more um, motivation. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you have like a gym buddy or someone to go with, or even not, just like the the socializing, just people being there, speaking with the clerks at the front desk, and you know them 
giving you you know you scanning in your card and they're like oh you know enjoy your workout and you like almost say it back oh you too ah shit we work here like <laughs> i catch myself doing that shit every time but like but like i feel you on that and it feels like um this whole time i've been like on cryo sleep or some shit i can't get out of this rut until like everything goes back to normal and like well, i can reintegrate myself back into society so i mean we can talk about this a bit like do you feel like literally right after election regardless of who wins like Shit is just going to get back to normal because either if Trump wins and this is a slight segue into what we're doing, but just hear me for a second. Um, like if Trump wins, then people are going to be fucking pissed off and but the riots are going to stop because then they don't have an excuse to keep doing it. <laughs> and if fucking Biden wins, everybody going to chill because he's basically going to be doing Obama where everybody wants to let things get back to normal on both sides because niggas been tripping in general. Um... Do you feel like that will help right after election? Like, shit, which is just going to calm down after November 3rd, which is, oh, shit, it's tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, like. <laughs> All right. Look at the fucking calendar. I'm like, oh, shit. shit. Um, I thought it was still October. <laughs> but shit, man. See, it's like this, this blur, honestly. October was was over so quickly. Because I, I look, I'll turn around, like, my birthday is on the 18th. And I was like, holy shit, like, it's my birthday, you know, like, in two days or whatever the fuck at the time. I was like, damn, I'm fucking, I'm old. <laughs> and I feel old. And it's just like, damn, like this corner, I never really do anything for my birthday, but it's mm-hmm. like this time, like I was like, well, fuck, now I really can't do anything for my birthday, you know, like if I really wanted to get up and do something, you know. That introvert shit, I told you, like that whole introverts niggas winning, that shit fell out by May. Like, mm. that yeah, shit, we were done. <laughs> yeah, like y'all niggas tapped out too. The introverts are like fucked up, like then everything is just. Oof, but yeah, no, bro. Like next year, obviously, we're still gonna be cool. Obviously, you're the homie and shit. No, we gotta do it big. Like this year, we would have did it big because this is like your Kurt Cobain year. Don't kill yourself with a shotgun. Okay. <laughs> but, but like this is like your big year and shit. And like, man, yeah, 2020 was gonna be this massive year for a lot of people, I believe, because it's just a big 2020. And like, I really had a lot of things laid out niggas were uh, gonna I, leave the country <laughs> yeah i wanted to you know travel travel around the u.s a bit and also travel outside the u.s for the first time ever you know get my passport and whatnot but you know every every you know couple years or so we always have some type of huge uh you know public pandemic scare or whatever some type of flu or something going around i just never thought it would be something of this magnitude or something like this severe um and with it like being prolonged and handled poorly, it's just gotten out of hand. And um, oh man, it's I, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's like the collapse of society right now. It truly is. And like I really don't know how the fuck America is gonna really like recover from this. It, they're like no matter who wins, honestly, um, it's gonna it's definitely not gonna be like a, a nine day thing. It's not gonna happen overnight. Like I think it's definitely gonna take a bit of time. I think. I don't know, man. The public might lose their mind before anything can like really get fixed. I really don't know at this point. To be honest, I'm surprised we're still. I'm speaking from a, I guess, a privileged place for where I'm at, but like, I'm surprised society has not fall down further than I actually expected it to. Like, mm-hmm. there's parts of America that are still relatively chill. Like, it's only in metropolitan cities, like really big cities, where shit is getting like uncanny. 
but it hasn't mm. hit us like how it hit the city. So like where you're at, it could feel like that. Where I'm at, I'm just like, niggas are going to school. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like niggas yeah. are like taking a school bus. Like in the morning, I hear the school bus every day, like every weekday now. It's, it's just like, it's weird that we're, we're not that far apart from each other. And like, it feels like two different worlds. Like if, if and when you like come down here to chill, like you're going to see and you're like, Oh, y'all niggas moving like this? <laughs> like, like, like should have happened? Like, like exactly. Like, dude, nothing closed. Like, no businesses closed that I know from where I live. Like, the only thing that closed is because it got burnt down. But that wasn't even like that was pre, you know, protest and shit. That shit happened because like phone oh, relationship wow. shit. But like, yeah, nothing like got fucked. So it's just like I feel like we're in two different worlds, and that's why I'm so surprised that like society has not hit that point. But I think it's like. We're in a transition period, I think. Like, it's a big transition period. Obviously, presidential thing, so everybody cares about politics and not the midterm elections, but whatever. Um, and I think everybody just... We're bored. Like, when the thing happened... When the protests happened back in Ferguson and shit, it's just like... Motherfuckers still had jobs to go to or clubs or things to take out their mind like that's why it didn't last for too long like shit got crazy then mm -hmm. when motherfuckers still had jobs and shit to go back to but now with the whole pandemic motherfuckers are bored everybody's bored everybody has like n like you played every video game and a bunch of them are teenagers and like kids who would be at school at this time in the after school program in community centers and like doing all this other shit or just being stupid fucking thugs too and it's not coded language i'm black i can say it but like <laughs> doing a fucking knockout game like i don't know i'm not surprised when like teenagers do stupid shit because like remember back when we were young like in the early 2010s like the fucking flash mob shit and the knockout game was a thing those people in philadelphia so it's like yeah, know, second murder capital of just fuck shit happening here anyway. So by now we're like used to seeing this shit. Yeah, a lot of smaller cities are probably not used to everything, you know. But yeah, everything you hear about Philadelphia is uh is pretty true. Yeah, why uh, live here, man? Bro, um, I, I, I told you, but I guess we told like motherfucker got shot out with a paintball gun when I went out and we were walking one of my homies back to our car because it was night and this was around like fucking Lincoln High School and like motherfuckers it was like mischief night so kids are gonna be kids but it was just like they start capping at us and it's just like dude really how do you how do you feel in that moment like before you realize it was a paintball gun um terrified because like i said i'm not a big gun enthusiast i only know gun sounds off of video games um and like movies and shit so it sounded like a silencer to me and i'm like why would niggas have silencer they let their shit get hurt all the time don't make a song about it um, I never heard right. like a nigga say, "I got the silencer, I got the silencer." Like, um, it's like gloom, 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 or fa, 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 fa. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, like when they were hollering at my homegirl, and like they pulled up and hollered at her, and we were a little bit further apart because, like, the person who was leading us, we were walking back to her house, and like basically. They were hollering at her. I ran up because I already knew the vibes. Like, she's white. They're mm -hmm. niggas. I already knew the vibes what they were trying to do. And I'm just like, okay, let me do the whole she was me type of thing. I am in a romantic way, just in a, like, a friend. Like, she's with me. She's with another nigga. So they already know, like, that's... Because niggas only... 
men are so fucking toxic that we don't even care that a woman's uncomfortable. We just need to see another man there <laughs> to be like, all right, I'll chill. I respect that. <laughs> so <laughs> in my mind, that's all I was about to do. And then I hear them. They see me do that. And they're like, all right, all right, all right. Here, tire screech. You know, oh, they were in a car. So they were in a car. It was a drive-by. Oh, okay. That's why I was terrified. Cause like, who does a who does a drive-by with paintball yeah. guns? That's why I was like, okay, this shit is a gun. And like, I'm running over and like pull her down. And like, we were hiding under the car. And my homie got hit in her arm. Um, and like that shit was just like fuck Philly. <laughs> like, and I'm in like great. Is uh Mayfair considered like Greater Northeast? Somewhat, I was, yeah, it's kind of like out, it's kind of like out there. It's like above Frankfurt. Yeah, it's so, like, yeah. It's weird ass, yeah. So I, like, my, like, my brother went to Lincoln and, like, I lived more so towards there when I was younger. And, like, it wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't, <clears throat> like, bro, like, the neighborhood doesn't look that bad. But, like I said, this whole pandemic shit heightens everything. And, like, kids are going to be kids. And niggas are gonna be niggas. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I hate Philly. <laughs> I can attest that. Uh, do you think you'll be in Philly for like a couple more like years or so? Like, I mean, you have a lot of friends here, and like, so do I. And like, I got family here too. But um, I personally like see myself like moving out probably in like maybe two years or so. I don't know. It's just it's just getting worse and worse. And like, we we bumped ourselves back up to like the second murder capital. I don't know. And it's just nothing to do here. For, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I mean, I live in Bucks. Um, so it was like, I, I'm a right, little, you're, you're, go ahead. You're, you're more so like far away from all the BS, but like, yeah, I have friends here, but I'm at the point where I like, I just want to start my life over. Yeah. <laughs> like just anywhere else. Like, I, I don't get like, I have family that lives in, like, down Kensington, like, close family, and, like, they're paying more rent than I am to live in, like, a shitty place like that. And I'm going to use a Trump statement. Philadelphia is a shithole. The majority of Philadelphia is a shithole. Bad things happen in Philadelphia, folks. Yes. Because you that don't know. Demon time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you would not see me walking at night. You would not see me doing shit like that. It's just, like, I, I see myself starting my life over, and the next couple years before i'm 30 i don't see like you know i'm staying outside of philly and only visiting which i said to my friends on um saturday like i will only visit if it's like a safe environment like i wouldn't even say center city is safe but like if i'm going to like a club or something but even then like what i found out last year when i went my on my own new york adventure like I could just go to New York and they party later if I really wanted to go. I could just take the fucking Amtrak and it only take me like an hour to get there. And I could just get a hotel for a night and have a good ass time either by myself or with some friends. So like in terms of Philly clubs and like doing that type of shit, probably not. Not going to Vegan Tree for obvious reasons. <laughs> fucking niggas. Um, oh, fucking Vegan Tree. Yeah, Never. like I'm not going to Tattoo Moms. Like I'm not going to any like vegan place mm. in philly so just like if i want food they have better places in new york so anytime going for it if i want to chill i'll go down to manhattan and like just chill down there so no i don't see myself really going in philly like that unless i really have to i gotta get my hair retwisted or something but that's on south street <laughs> so like uh, i don't see no point in being there i mean is it different for you because like you're in philly so you're like 
you're more tired of the bullshit than me dealing with it for five seconds. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, cause I'm I'm right up in in the mix with all the bullshit. I live up at like north, so that's like a hot spot. West and west and southwest is like a lot worse for some odd reason. North Philly used to be pretty damn bad, but I think everyone's either moving or I don't really know what's going on. But um, I do live in like an odd part of Philly, so um, like near Alney, which is like still really pretty damn bad. Um, and we've had a series of like shootings uh, near where I live on this corner for the last like i want to say about five years um probably about three four people maybe maybe even more i don't really know because i don't really fuck with anybody around here but a lot of people have, have gotten shot on the corners and have died and like even recently i heard somebody got shot from um you know, like one of their their homies and shit like that like one of their one of their boys i'm like that shit's wild like motherfuckers are turning on one another i think um if this is the same guy because i heard two different stories i don't know if this is the same dude but I heard he was like off off some type of drugs. I don't know if he's on wet or whatever, but like, you know, he shot his man's up and chased him down. And just like, you know, one one guy. I don't, again, I don't know if this is the same guy, but he got shot in like an alleyway right by the uh, bodega. And um, it's just really shitty, man. It's just that's just not a way to go. You know what I'm saying? And like, if you really are trying to make it in life where there's like more opportunities, more jobs, like stay the fuck out of the street, man. There's nothing there. You, you, these motherfuckers are staying out on the block on the corners. Literally just sitting out for hours, making no fucking money, bro. You're, yeah. you're, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, it's it's quick cash, I guess, if you trapping her or like a little bit. But at the end of the day, bro, in the long haul, it's not worth it. Just, just get off the corner, get a, get, get a good job, build up a resume, build a business, build passive income, mm-hmm. something that will get you paid. You know what I'm saying? Something you don't, well, you don't have to throw your life away for, for nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. on top of that, a lot of a lot of people are like hanging around the bodega and shit, and like they're in your way when you're trying to, you know, go into the store to get something real quick. And it's just like it, this shit is unnecessary, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it, a lot of a lot of shit is just highly uncalled for. Um, and the area where I live in is literally nothing here, so um, I have no connection. So I'm like, I, I'm I'm sick and tired of it. I need to leave. Um. Now, now I see why there's like people do nothing but hang out on the corners and just do hood red shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. I shout out to the Black Hokage. I'm probably gonna like butcher the statement oh, yeah. that he made, but uh, you listen to him, right? You watch his show. Uh, every now and then, yeah, I watch his stuff. So he just draws something called Sakage when he was talking about like you know that shit too. Like he lost his cousin to the streets, like I think last year or a few years ago, mm. and like he was getting emotional. Off of other reasons too, but he's just like, he just saw a picture of him and got really emotional and just like, that street shit is a myth. Like that whole how we romanticize it, like that shit is like, yeah. don't do that shit. Like I understand it's the quickest thing to do. You want to feel part of something, or like the niggas on the block, they don't have anyone else. They didn't have a father. Father went probably went to prison. Mom is mm-hmm. probably like working all the time, so you know she taking care of multiple kids because most most single mothers have multiple kids definitely in philly so it's just like she's taking care of multiple kids she's working multiple jobs so you just like i want to feel something i need a father figure or i need men figures in my life and they start doing the gang shit like they start doing the dumb shit and it's just like because we romanticize it we feel like in the hood like 
this is what you're supposed to be doing. And yeah. the niggas, when you, once you try to do good for yourself, we talked about it before, the crabs in the barrel mentality. Once you try to do one thing, oh, you think you better than us? No, we got to we gotta make sure, remind you, like Chelsea Handler said of 50 Cent, we got to remind you that you're black. Mm-hmm. We got to re- remind you that you're like, you're not supposed to succeed in life. You're supposed to be the stereotype. And that shit... I always gave my mom shit for it because I always felt like my mom wanted to, us to be white when I was younger. About like anytime I would visit my auntie Bunny and like anywhere down in a, like down near Temple, because that's where the majority of my like Philadelphia family live at. Um, and I always like, mom, why can't we live here? Like I love everybody's so friendly here. My mom was like, you don't know what happens at night, and I'm like. Mm. now I'm seeing that shit as I grow older and I understand the moves that she made and it's just like no like they will shit on her for doing like moving us out the hood moving us even from Frankfurt where everybody was like Frankfurt's nice like moving us from fucking Fillmore Street to Urgic Street to like Mayfair and shit like that she kept moving us and it's just like I understand cause she was like seeing like fucking the zombie horde take over every fucking district of Philadelphia to the point where she was like fucking I'm moving on motherfuckers to Bucks County. Like, and I, I, I didn't see it cause I just hated the moving. I hated the constant moving. I hated the changing schools. I hated the getting in a U-Haul truck and moving, maybe staying there for like a year or two. But like, if she didn't, I don't know if I would still be here talking to you right now or like not even say I'll join some gang shit. Cause I wasn't even like that to begin with, but mm. fucking bullet doesn't have a name. Like, yeah. I could have just been walking down, skateboarding, or, like, doing whatever, walking home at night. Or daylight, because niggas shooting the daylights, too. Like, n- people don't care. And, like, I could have got fucking whacked. So, just, like, I, I I just have a disdain for the hood. I have a disdain for, like, black people who romanticize that. I understand if that's your circumstance. But, like, we're at the point where education is out there, and you're not choosing to do it, that I'm not willing to have this conversation. Mm. Like you could be in a hood and not be hood. You can be street smart, but not doing gang shit or doing dumb shit or being places where you're not supposed to be at. Right. Like wrong. Like a lot of this shit happened wrong place, wrong time. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's like, and it's really sad because a lot of young girls who think that shit is cute, hanging around with um, you know, ain't shit ass niggas, get a bullet in the head because they're hanging on the wrong crowd. And shit happens like just like every almost every fucking year back in you know before this pandemic shit started, a lot of people was shooting up temple parties and shit like that because mm-hmm. motherf- the wrong motherfuckers would come around. Then you got you got women or whoever putting parties together and shit. And then oh oh no beef though don't bring no beef don't bring da 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 mother bitch it's gonna be beef like it's gonna be beef regardless like niggas don't give a fuck they always gonna have a strap at the function. And then on top of that it's like a lot of you you guys got to be careful about. The motherfuckers y'all are calling bro because he'll kick in your back door or, or he'll fuck your bitch or you know what i'm saying it's like they'll line you up it's just like you got to watch the fuck out who you really you know bond with or make relationships with and it's like that that's who you really got to be careful around you know you got to watch the way people move because they'll turn on you at any moment that's why it's really important to develop honest heartfelt relationships with the people around you just stop calling people bro and stop trying to impress the next nigga because that's that's what it is like because at the end of the day, like, <clears throat> just like women love niggas with money, niggas like niggas with money. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, a, like in a platonic way, it's like, oh, but this nigga got bread, he got money, he got this, that, and that. I want to be like him, blah, blah, blah. Facts. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
bro, you don't know what he does to get all that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of motherfuckers. I have to watch The Wire or some shit. Like you gotta watch all that crime shit, man. That shit, that shit is very real. The moment when I realized I couldn't call like motherfuckers bro, even if they were cool to me, it was like when I was at Frankfurt High School for a half of my freshman year before I transferred to Washington. Um, like the dude was like knew I had like all the Kingdom Hearts games and like he wanted to play them and I was just like he was being buddy buddy with me and I'm like I don't really want to give them to you but he's like taller bigger than me and like he was on a football team I'm like cool well if I act cool with him and he's calling me bro and shit and like dapping me up anytime I see him I wind up not giving him the games and like because I'm like I feel like he's gonna rob me for them like knocking them back so mm. And granted, those were my dad's game, so I'm like, right. how am I supposed to do this? He was like, no, let me just borrow them. As soon as I eventually said, like, no, man, I'm not that comfortable, hit me up on fucking MySpace. This is, like, 2009, so, like, right when MySpace was on his death throes or whatever, um, said that he was going to slide on me. He was going to kill me if I see him. He got a gun. He showed, he sent me pictures of a gun. Um, this is back in the day before I can Google search an image and find out it was just a Google search image of a gun. <laughs> But it was not an actual gun, uh, like that he had. But like, no, like that was right before I transferred. And like, no, he was like literally planning on hurting me. I'm like, dude, I thought we were cool. Like, I'm just not giving you my games. Like, like you're really gonna hurt me over that. You're literally gonna like legit, quote unquote, kill me over that. And it's just like, okay, mm -mm, we can't do that. Like, I, I'm, I'm always uncomfortable around people. I'm always like uneasy around people but that made me like second guess any type of friend i had because i had no friends then like i literally had like a few friends in that moment and it's just like i w always wanted like legit pe cool people to be my friends it's just like nah most people aren't cool most people are fucking lame and the people who you might think are cool right now that they won't be cool like even a year from now or they might be dead because he's dead yeah. now yeah and speaking of that um that reminds me, somebody I went to high school with recently was, um, they reported that he died, and, um, I'm not really sure, like, what exactly happened, like, what, what are, like, the things that are surrounding his death, mm -hmm. but, um, he was apparently shot in his sleep. Fuck. Yeah, it was crazy, man. I don't like know what- Like, a bullet flew through a window, or, like, they executed that motherfucker? I really don't know, man, uh -huh. but, like, I- yeah, that, yeah, like, man, he was shot in his sleep. I really don't know what he was into because, I, you know, it was like one of those things, again, where I wasn't I wasn't really cool uh, with him when I was going to, you know, going to school. I didn't really talk to him too much. He, he kind of kept to himself. And for a while, he was kind of like one of those guys. That he was like the butt of every joke, but eventually he became like, you know, oh, you're just, you know, that guy. Mm -hmm. you're, just, you're just fine like everybody else. But, um, yeah, man, it was just a lot, a lot of shitty situations that – um. You know, when I got older, I realized just like, damn, like the world is cold out here. It's fucked up, man. Um, you know, I had an ex-girlfriend that was murdered a couple years ago from somebody that I, I was um good friends with. Ian, you would just never think like he would be capable of doing some shit like this. And then like I had. She didn't either. She was comfortable. Yeah, like, she was in just... a place where they were comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked, man. And then I had a friend uh, who I was who I lost touch with uh after high school he had he had got expelled and um you know at first he was he was like you know he was like a little pothead or whatever who didn't smoke pot in like high school whatever the fuck um me. yeah me either <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me right me either i just think i never gave a fuck but like you know um 
he used to be, he was like a like a huge like pothead or whatever. He smoked a lot and shit like that. And I was like, that's fucking weird. But like we, the reason we connected is like we we used to skate. So we would skate all the damn time, like before and after school, whatever. Even like when it was freezing cold outside, it was cool as shit. But um, you know he, I guess it was things that were lacking at home, like um, probably a strong father figure or or maybe like just shit wasn't right at home, man. Maybe it was like an abusive uh, household. I don't really, I'm not really too sure, but um. Eventually, he started doing, like, heavier stuff, like the hard shit. And, uh, you know, years later, they found him uh, up Kensington. Uh, and I think he, uh, I think he OD'd, yeah. I believe mm. he possibly OD'd. I'm not entirely sure like, what, if he OD'd or was he killed. Or... But, yeah, man, it's, it's it's tragic shit out here, dude. And it's like, it's, it's all this street shit is a fucking myth, man. Just just get out of there. Find better for yourself. There's, there's more to see outside of, outside of the confines of your block um your city your state you know even your country you know what i'm saying who knows maybe maybe a different country is calling you maybe you find opportunity there i was looking at a bunch of um like when you like on youtube like black people who moved out of like america like to finland or like to like colombia or like not saying all these countries are great or better than america you take it in, in, in some aspects in some aspects greater and lesser but mm-hmm. um no, there's this saying like, "Hey, I was from like the dude was one of the dudes for, was from Brooklyn." He was just like, "I have not felt so like safe and like chill. Like my mental health has been going better." It's just like, yeah, sometimes you just need to leave, like cut yeah. all your connection to like the people you know, because the people you know, even if you love them, even you cried with them, shared blood with them, fought with them, did everything with them, sometimes you just need to go. But sometimes you just need to go for you. Even if it's for a vacation or like permanently, and you can like visit or you can Zoom call or do whatever or Skype, but like sometimes you just need to leave them because they're gonna be, always be there. You don't have to be. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to stay with them to be around them all the time. You can love people from afar. If this quarantine have showed you anything, we can love people from afar. I can still say I love you. I can still say I respect you. I just don't need to be around you. Because I know what you get into. I know this where you live around. And it might not even be the person. I know your surroundings. And I can't be caught with it. Like I was saying with your situation. Like a few weeks back. Like. You need to get the fuck up out of there. Like. Even if it's like relatively closer. Like. Out of like just a different place. Because like. You don't need to be there. You did everything right with your life. Like you don't. You don't the hood doesn't deserve you <laughs> like <laughs> like facts like you the hood doesn't deserve you like people who actually did the right thing and like nah get out of it leave leave the fucking your space to another nigga who's gonna fuck up your life like that shit is stupid the hood is stupid the idea of, like hood communities sticking together and shit like that is stupid your favorite rapper does not give a fuck about you um, if even if he's from the city, like motherfuckers are fickle, and that's uh, I got like yeah, it's just disappointing. And I just anytime like we talk about this type of shit, I'm like thinking like, yo, don't let this be like the last conversation me and Jahai had before he get fucking shot. <laughs> that's morbid as fuck. No dead ass. <laughs> like no, no, I feel that like it's it's fucking crazy, man. Especially with um what's going on now. Um, with the riots and whatnot, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk. We're gonna get into this. I think that's like the perfect segue. For sure. Um, I I started it, but go ahead. 
Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you credit where credit's due. You know, what I mean, like, of course, you know, I got you, King. I got you. But um, <laughs> but uh, it's gotten to the point where like even where it's like we're um we'll play devil's advocate a little bit here, but you know, with that said, um, it's always like in the hood, it's always been fuck twelve. It's always been no snitching and whatnot. You so like <clears throat> it's it's like we can't we can't. You know, with current events that's going on right now in Philadelphia, for people that don't know, a young man uh, by the name of Walter Wallace Jr. was just shot um, by police. And um, a lot of people are trying to, you know, wrap their head around it. Was it justified? Was it not? Could they have used uh, less lethal force? Um, but it's, you know, you can't call you can't call the police on your relatives and whatnot anymore. Um, so... Um, it's better if you guys just try to handle it yourselves, uh, especially when someone's possibly having a mental breakdown. I think like before, um, before it even like escalated to this point, I think that maybe a lot of a lot of your family members and friends and whatnot uh, of Walter of Walter um, should have probably sought counseling for him. Maybe and maybe it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have never gotten gotten to this point because. I think a lot of people, like a lot of black people, especially in in, in the ghetto or the, or the hood, whatever the fuck it's even called anymore, really shitty inner, inner, inner city neighborhoods, they really do need counseling because a lot of people are suffering from depression, anxiety, PTSD. I think a lot of us have PTSD from suffering from you know all witnessing, hearing about all the shit that's going around and experiencing all this stuff, like collectively gunshots knowing people uh our friends and family are in danger and getting shot at and just whatever the fuck else is going on it's, it's like we're all fucked up man and this was a just a really tragic situation um he was armed with a knife and he was charging the police there were two officers uh i think they could have definitely used non-lethal force i think they, the the shots were a bit very excessive uh i think like one or two shots could have easily disarmed him. Um, they they said they didn't have tasers on their person. Um, was it a but, debunked? Was it? Didn't they have taser? I know. I know it, some, most cops in Philly don't have taser. Was was it a debunked? Because didn't I see a picture with them? Is that true? I I have no idea. Um, and for something like this to happen in Philadelphia, like I mean, because I was you know I was, I was, you know Philadelphia is such a very like liberal mixed mixed batch city like it's, it's pretty big um you know we have like a i forget what the black population is but we're, we're pretty like mixed up in there um so I, so like hearing this so close to home where you know prior to this like with uh you know you know with brianna taylor and and everything else that's been going on in the united states and other cities and whatnot i just didn't expect something like this to happen so close and uh with a lot of the the protesting and, and rioting and whatnot happening I did. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I, I did. Really. Yeah, yeah, I I did see this happening. I was yeah. waiting for this to happen. Not like I want this to happen, but like it was a matter of time. Like Philly motherfuckers, I'm mm. not saying like Walter, uh, Wallace like deserved it, but it's just like this is a area where even in January people forgot. Like didn't the you know Philadelphia Police Department get like uh dock for like corruption and shit like that or like posting racist shit. Like, back in January, it felt like a year ago, but yeah, it was back Mm -hmm. in January, so it was like, do I think the 
police officers were justified or not. Uh, I would like to hear your opinion on it more, more because you're closer to it, and then I can get my opinion sound like the right wing motherfucker that I apparently am now. <laughs> but uh, I would rather hear your opinion on it first. Uh, yeah, in this instance, um, it's very unique situation it's not as like black and white as people make it seem i guess he's not some paragon of peace walter wallace jr when it's not like a right-wing asshole whatever i guess i don't i don't give a fuck but whatever um at the end of the day he had a long rap sheet in history with police and mental illness mm-hmm. um he you know he robbed people at gunpoint including a woman he pointed apparently put a gun to her back and robbed her and whatnot and uh, he had a long history of abuse, and um, you know, he at the end of the day, he was charging police officers with a with a knife. I'm not really. People were saying it was a butter knife. I don't really know what kind of knife it was. I gotta watch the video again, it but um, kill you. yeah, <laughs> he, he can still do some damage. And I'm like, you know, like what 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 would you expect to happen? You know, what I mean, you can't keep doing shit and not expect some type of judgment or or some type of like. Uh, you know, I I always say, wait wait, were you, do you have more to say? Did I cut you? Um, off? no, no, yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, like he he wasn't some paragon of peace. You know, he 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 didn't. You know, he had a again, he had a long rap sheet, but I don't think any of this warrants his his death. You know, because that's what they will say about George yeah. Floyd too. Yeah, that's what they would say about George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and whatnot. And you know, I don't holistically agree agree with those statements at all. Yeah, those are the Fox News. Like, they deserved it because they breathed air wrong at one point. <laughs> oh, um, he had a criminal record. Well, so does fucking Timmy, who, you know, also got expelled for smoking weed and blah, 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 blah. Right. You know? But um, I am of two minds of this. One, um, I feel like the police could have did better. Mm-hmm. But knowing that and like doing the research I have, and I'm happy that we waited a little bit to think about it so I can be a little bit more concise. I might still be all over the place, so forgive me. Um, but um, I think you can't look at things in a vacuum. Yeah. P- police are trained like shit in America. <laughs> like, and that's why I can't really blame, like, I'm not fuck 12, but like, I can't really blame the police in this situation because, like, your whole organization literally does not get proper training. Like, you're, I was watching Joe Rogan talking about, like, and watching, home watching, like, uh, fucking police brutality videos when, like, most of that shit, like, if they had more hand in hand combat training, you know, they could have wrestled a knife away from him. They could have had more confidence, be like, okay, we don't need to resort to guns. But motherfuckers aren't, like, not. They're, they did it what for six months nine months and then you give them a gun and put them out on the streets and sometimes in neighborhoods they're not from and it's like it's just like i don't think the cops were racist so the whole idea that the cops are being racist i shot them like no i think they were in a fight or flight moment that they weren't properly trained to be in because who is actually um because they're not doing military training and no. expect them expect you to act the same way i promise you and we put like 99 people or 100 people a most of them what i took the shot if you're in a panic mode of it's either me or him where it's not like i'm trying to protect and serve at at the end of the day you could be the best police officer ever i'm pretty sure you don't want to die 
you could say it like I would die for my community. Would you really? Come on. Um, like, come on, West Philly. Um, but uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it. I think it could have been handled better. But I'm not. I'm not surprised, and I feel like if we had to choose somebody to get, like the Philando Castile one, it didn't mm-hmm. happen in Philly, but that was like a proper one where like if shit was gonna happen and pop off, that's one. That's the one where it's just like everybody, the NRA, black people, white people, white gun owners, all people should have been like, right. yo. Yeah. But this one yeah. is just like, this and like a few other situations where it's just like, y'all motherfuckers are just bored. Seriously. If I'm not dying on this hill on like protesting for this or rioting for this. And it, it, it just... I was having this conversation with my girl. I'm just like, I feel like all of it is stupid at this point. Like everybody's stupid. And I'm not saying I'm the most lot. I'm stupid as well. Like, but it's just like, everybody's just like the populace is just so fucking stupid. And it's upsetting. It makes me not want to be here. Anytime I think about it. Cause it's just like, <sighs> I, I don't know. Like, it's like, what can we do different? And, and like, even if we make changes, like, People are still gonna be people. Human error is still gonna happen. It's like everybody gave Jeb Bush shit for making this statement when, like, I think a school shooting happened. Like these things are gonna happen, and it's just feel like par for the course. Even though less police murders have been happening in, like the last couple of years, these things are still gonna happen, and the media is gonna heighten it to make it mm-hmm. seem like it's a us versus them mentality. And like I said, always. Yeah, so always. fuck twelve. But it's like this whole idea of like, excuse me, rioting, looting, and like even doing peaceful protests. Because at some point, you're going to have the dumbass teenagers or the white people who come from like, or even people of color too, black people too, who come from the outer city and just be like, yo, I'm a libertarian. Fuck the government. I can do this. And I can pop off. And it's like every peaceful protest, more or less, seems like it just devolves into riots due to police being fucking dickheads and like, pepper spraying them and popping off because they're like gung-ho and they're like yeah raw america and like oh i'm irish and i need to protect my philadelphia you know all those type of motherfuckers and it's just like (laughs) you see it on both sides you just see the stupidity on every video and everybody just trying to be like either e martin luther king which is this e-boy and like Mm -hmm. tiktok fucking yeah renegade to fucking police brutality and it's just like people standing on top of burning burned up police cars and shit like that throwing up the black power fist yeah like we get it you want to be on some rapper's album cover you want to be powerful by doing nothing but it's just like metro booming yeah like running (laughs) running (laughs) do you think um do you think like well the media is like only covering or only uh choosing to show us from the you know only the riot perspective instead of also the peaceful protest um in comparison do you think that snuffing out the people who are actually out there trying to do peaceful protests without the rioting and without the pillaging and whatnot? Yeah, like I said, there, there's truth, there's truth in every statement. So like, if we all come to like the table, we all sit in at a round table and air our grievances, you find out that most of this shit is like true and untrue. So yes, peaceful protests are happening. However, the louder it is and the more violent it is, the more clicks it get and it fits the narrative of right wing motherfuckers being like, Well look at them, they don't deserve the rights. I don't want them in my neighborhood, they're gonna act like that, hur hur hur, 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 hur. and then fucking people in the hood would be like, 
well, we're not being heard, so we can't do anything else. But even when we are trying, we have interlopers, white people, teenagers, all those type of motherfuckers who would do the whole knockout game, who would do the flash mob shit, or like doing this on top of it, where it is actually for us, <laughs> and right. they don't care because they're kids, or they're they don't care because they're they don't have a life anymore. So it's like there's truth in between. The police are obviously fucking aggressive and heightened situations. And I just feel like at some point, something's going to have to give because we're not trying to do this whole civil war thing. And motherfuckers are like, I saw some people posting on like one of the Facebook groups I used to be on, like saying like they were, they're ready to like die for this. It's just like, and not Antifa, I'm not talking about Antifa motherfuckers, just regular people saying they're willing to die for this cause. It's just like, that's not helping anything. You're not a martyr. Like, uh, like I just feel like anyone who's doing violence at this point, whatever, like, vote. If you feel like that helps, do grassroots campaigns and whatnot. But you got to know, if you're causing, if you're doing a mass gathering of people right now during COVID, that's another thing. I still believe COVID is, is a thing. Um, it's very real. And doing that, you're putting your health at risk and you're putting your life at risk for a situation that was happened before you is going to happen after you. And it's always going to be a thing. And the media is going to manipulate it to make everything feel worse. And white people, liberal white people are going to feel white guilt. Cause they're going to be like, my parents are racist. And I need to be the difference. I got to be the change I want to see in the world. Gandhi, but he was also a racist. And it's just like, I, everybody got to get their woke bucks right now. And the police are just like, fucking up still could have not helped in this situation so yeah. i say fuck anyone who's outside doing you know, who's a part of it honestly and i was talking to my white friends like uh a couple of days ago like about it we were having like a like a few one-on-ones around the last week i'm like if you're just posting about it and doing whatever like i just feel like you guys are all full of shit no matter where you're coming from right wing left wing wherever i just feel like all this you're not helping like you're not, I'm just done and over with. As we have, we Black Lives Matter has been a thing for seven years. I've been black for 25 years. I've been hearing a story. My mom was in um, around for Rodney King. Like, I've heard this for years. I heard it from my grandparents. Shit, it's just more manipulated now, more than ever. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really blown out of proportion, too. Yeah motherfuckers Man. are bored this is the first time we had a pandemic and a riot that's what i'm saying like before may 25th i thought like everything was gonna be fine because we only had the right-wing protests which they protest better than liberals um could i agree <laughs> i agree like you like i've been to liberal protests i've been when donald trump came to philly and we're doing this is what america looks like and like showing that we're you know whatever and i did the whole pro-palestine you know protests a couple years ago too because 15 16 was like the height of my political i feel like i make it make a difference early 20s you know motherfuckers but like uh i they don't have one consistent message where it's just like you might see a confederate flag or two at like a right-wing protest or whatnot but literally the protest which was like a few weeks before the george floyd thing was like hey our businesses are shutting down and liberal was just like ha they want to get a haircut. It was like the vocal minority saying mm -hmm. stupid mm -hmm. shit like that. But it was just like, no, my small business is going down. I cannot support my family 
and they're not offering any solution. Our government, even Trump, because this is the time where even right-wing people were looking at the police like, y'all ops. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you right. a stain to me. Funny tell. They were, like, they were literally, you know, like, really, like, up in arms and shit, right? Yeah. Pointing at the police. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Do you think, like, any of this gets anything done, though? Like, this, I mean, like... Historically, people... yes. Not anymore. <laughs> like, right. historically... Like, Go ahead. Like I, mean, like, I mean, peaceful protest versus, you know, the violent protest. Do you think any of this gets anything fucking done? Because it seems like no matter what, police just treat it the same way. Like, remember when you, you watched videos like, like a year or so ago of, like, peaceful protests sitting down and like, getting pepper sprayed to death mm-hmm. in the face? Motherfucker taking off people like uh, goggles and spraying them in the face. <laughs> just taking them out like cockroaches with some rage. And it's, it's, it's fucked, man. I don't, I don't even know at this point. Because, like uh, I said, even if it's a peaceful protest, we're at a point now, like, I would say before when we were doing peaceful protests, before the pandemic, I would say, yeah, there's a chance. Because, like, even the ones that I went to back in 2015 and 16, shit didn't mm-hmm. get wild. But, like I said, tensions are high because everybody is either unemployed or don't have things to take their mind off of it because they can't go to the club or can't go back to work or can't even go out to fucking drink. Like, mm-hmm. and de-stress from the situation. They just got to go home and fester or go home and be borderline homeless. It's just like, we can't do it. I don't know. Right, they, don't have a, they don't have a distraction. They don't have a distraction. No one has a distraction. Everybody's bored. We have. We didn't have a summer. Our summer were thrown away. No. So even having like a time where hot weather and all that, motherfucker, people spend that time pro- uh, protesting where they would be like, like Coachella or Burning mm-hmm. Loud or like, any other festival like the white people are coming to these things they would have been at a fucking furry con or or like <laughs> like e3 like there was a lot of things that took our mind off of what was really happening so that, like this is white people grand awakening because they have to see but once things get back to normal and i will say in a few weeks more or less people are just gonna go back to life and black people are just going to become minuscule because we're going to fuck up our own community still. We're still going to hate thy neighbor. We're still going to act like, you know, Islam is a religion of peace, but shoot, shoot, shoot niggas. Um, Philly Muslims are, like, fucking wild. Like, oh, my God. Philly Muslims are the biggest myth in the goddamn world. Like, people just... It's a facade. You go <laughs> to prison. Great. It's a prison religion. Like It's, 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 religion. it's definitely... It's a prison religion, and like a lot of the girls I've known that have like converted to Islam, they are some of the biggest, uh, biggest sleuths I've ever I've met. Ooh. Like, I'm just... sex workers? <laughs> no, they... <laughs> no, not sex workers. They've uh, done a lot of uh, things that the religion would not uh, condone. And if, if 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 they were in, you know, the native country, they probably wouldn't be alive right now. Just oh yeah, but... mercy killings. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it'll be a, it'll be a thing. No, it's, yeah. it's like they they got a lot of dick. This is a joke, and I'm prefacing it as a joke. I feel like a lot of like the hood bitches be ball headed, so they wear the fucking burkas to <laughs> their fucking edges. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the bitch who's always wearing scrub because like that shit make you look like dummy thick, but when you take it off, it's this fucking tragedy. Like, I've only known like one or two girls that actually had like hair underneath those yeah it's like in other countries like they'll have long nice nice hair underneath that shit when they like actually take it off Mm. but like no here it's just like i got no (laughs) they're gonna think i hate black women now (laughs) (laughs) white women convert to islam too when he started taking black dick come on 
have you've an seen ex. it before. I think it's weird when Asian women do it. It's, oh it's like, yeah, it's like something I, I'm like, wait, what? But um, aren't they like aren't they like close like the countries or something? I'm not too sure. I, I got like, I'm not too geographically uh, trained. But I say <laughs> Islam is all over the world. Like, yeah, but it's like wow, okay. I don't know. It's just like it's just like wow, okay. I don't know. But um, yeah, man. I don't know, everything's just really fucked up right now. Again, it's, it's the collapse of society. Don't think it's all yeah. that yet. I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. <laughs> like, I don't think so. Every, I don't think other... he at that point yet. I think if it's like this in January, where it's constant, like it could have been way worse. I think we're just in a transition period, like how we were okay, back in two thousand. Don't fucking say that. It could be way worse. It could. I know. I'm just saying, knock on wood, that it doesn't. But like, it could be way worse. And we got pandemic light. It's just like I said, motherfuckers are born in an age where, and our culture, because we are not the world, and America's not the world. We're a big part of it, but we're not the world. We're at a state where like, we're so enticed in celebrities and everything else. We're so look. I'm about to do that segue. We're so enticed of being like the most popular version or the most outgoing person. And now since we can't do that, we need to find other ways of being seen. Like we have to be seen. We have to be heard. We have to be seen and heard all the time. No matter what issue it is, no matter where we stand on it, we have to be seen because we're Americans and we need to tell people our opinion because freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech and all that type of stuff. And I... Like I said, I'll end it with this so we can segue. I don't hate everyone. I'm just very cynical and pessimistic about society, but not down on it yet. But just I don't trust people, and I want to trust people who are my consider myself, consider me their ally or I'm their ally. I just feel like everybody's mostly self-serving, and I am too. Um, I'm just kind of over it. Well said. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I'm. I'm thinking I'm there too. It's like you can't really give people all your trust anymore. And at the end of the day, like the only person you still have is yourself. Yeah, I got you a few worry close about. friends, but at the end of the day, all I have is me. I have a girlfriend. I have close friends. I have you and people like I consider my like legit family that you know I would fight for because I know you're not gonna get some dumb shit. But I'll slide on a nigga for you. Um, not slob on a nigga, slide on a nigga for you, but like, <laughs> slob, <laughs> like, no, slob on my knob, like, no, no, chill, relax, but, <laughs> but like, no, like, I have decent enough people in my circle to know that, like, I trust you enough, I trust all y'all enough, and I know you guys won't do no dumb shit in general, but that's all I need in my life. I don't need any more. I don't need any less. I sometimes I feel like I need even less. I'm overwhelmed with most of the people in my life most of the time, so I always feel like I need to downgrade. But um, no, I'm I'm stable right now, and I'm happy for that. And that's all I can count on, regardless of race, regardless regardless of gender, sexuality, creed, you know what you identify as. Like, I just like people who are authentic enough. So I can read them because I'm not good with reading people. But the people that I do know, I feel like I know enough that they won't do stupid shit. And I love them for that. I love you, man. Love you, man. It's kind of gay, but... That was kind of gay. <laughs> no, 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 but... Flamer! 
Lakers. <laughs> no, like, no, like, like, uh, some real shit, man. Like, that's like finding authentic people. It's like really hard today because everybody's so fake, and everyone's, especially now with like social media and being a social media personality and just all the shit you see on there. It's it's all fake as fuck. It's all fake. You know, we live in this weird-ass matrix right now. Have you ever oh. seen it in person, like, when you're hanging out with people and, like, the, the fucking party's mad mid or, like, the gathering is mad mid, but they take, like, shot, like, videos, like, where they're taking a shot, like, oh, we're turning it up, but then after the shot's over, it's just, like... <laughs> Everyone's, like, looking down at their phones, texting, or, like, uploading Bro, their shit. yeah, when they're, like... I, anytime people take out their phone at a party, I know it's mid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, because there's nothing, like, preoccupy you, like, while you're standing in front of somebody. Like, even, even like, other instances, like, when, again, I, I think I told you before, like, with dating, like, when I when I gave Tinder my, my first, my first Tinder date. So, my first time on Tinder, and the girl I met, um, blaring red flags, I didn't know a lot about her. Until I'll we said her name real quick, I'm like, please no, no, don't. No, 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 it's all confidential, but, um, Huge red, red flags, crimson flags, and uh, you know, just a lot of shit. I was just like, oh god, all the, all the, all the, you know, shit people say about Tinder is true. And she literally just sat there on her phone the whole fucking, you know, exchange of words or the entire time we talked and sat there. Every time I opened my mouth, it's like she was more concerned about talking about herself as opposed to like getting to actually know me. And I'm like, are you just here for food or like, you know, and I want to be, I don't want to be an asshole and just be like, Hey, can you get off your phone? Like this is very disrespectful. But if a girl does that, yeah, I'm like, nah, you're not a good person. And I'm not going to deal with you anymore. Uh, that's a sign of disrespect. It's, um, it's a lack of courtesy for other people. Um, it's my first time meeting you. So I didn't entertain that anymore. And, um, she's got a kid now, I think, but, um, weird. But uh, it was just a lot of red flags there. But yeah, man, it's 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 all fake. It's all bullshit. Um, her, her personality felt very fake too. It's not very authentic. Yeah, but they probably seem like the coolest person ever when you look at their page, or they oh, look yeah. like the most fucking artistic and like creative, mm-hmm. and they care about the earth and the universe. And then you find out it's just like, oh yeah, you're just doing that off a of clout. Yeah, like, seriously. Like people. Friends, anyone like this is literally any. I seen it with every stance. I literally seen this like a couple weeks ago, like where like one of we were at a, a a function and like dude was just recording pictures of us doing shots. It's like actually this was a few months ago. Sorry, passage of time, like doing shots and like stuff like that. And, like it was mid. It was mid, and it's just like, dude, why you're just trying to make the function seem way better than it actually is? Like, I'm sitting on the floor crying. Like, I'm not having a good time. <laughs> like, uh, like, I'm glad you are. If, you, if they're really having a good time, cool, then do it. I understand, like, I'm not going to be, like, anti-social media. Like, it's for different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Like, some people can find happiness on social media. Some people can have mental breakdowns on social media. Some people might record their mental breakdowns on social media. And it's just like, I, I I have two phones and I don't have Instagram on my new phone and I don't have Snapchat. I don't have any social media f- profiles on that phone. So that's why I don't respond back really quick when you send me shit. I had to take out my other phone, which is dead currently right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't like so the way social media make things seem all a lie to me the mm-hmm. way girls look they're catfishing oh, 
the dudes that you think are the coolest people ever are sexual they sexually assaulted some of the girls that you thought were super hot who did a photoshop like it's right. it's levels and levels of trauma and bullshit and everybody just trying to make seeing themselves either trying to sell you a lie or sell you a product mm-hmm. and like i wanted a hmm at that point can you give me a hmm because that was like a d statement hmm. thank you thank you but like no it's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's just flexing and i understand we're doing this thing where we're recording our thoughts and putting it out in the ether and obviously we're not big yet but it's just like i understand we're gonna have to post on social media but like i look at social media for like five minutes a a day seven minutes just to respond to some messages i get from people um and i'm just like okay i'm done and i I, i've been feeling better like ever since i you and i took our break around excuse me around the same time and it's just like since I came back to it, and since I know a few homies who did the same, um, like I'm kind of good. I I'm, I I kind of feel better in that department. I feel shitty in other departments. That's just because of the pandemic. But like, I'm good of not being envious of people who are able to live their lives during this time. Cause that's what I was doing like during like May, right before George Floyd, when I got off for the first time. But like. I was envious of people who were still going to the beach. I was envious of people who were still having like a semblance of life. I was envious of people who had like, you know, a stable family situation or like a, like a romantic partner and like all that type of shit. Cause at that point I was in a relationship and like going strong and, you know, I was envious of that. And it was just like, I hated my life even more. And I don't get that validation cause I'm not an eager or I'm not like a really attractive man. Um, so just like, I don't get that validation from other people and nor do I really want it because it makes me feel uncomfortable when people do say like compliments me like I can't give someone a compliment back I have to give them a compliment back and they compliment me yeah um, I, I'm the same way I can't, I can't take compliments and I just have to find something stupid to comment on just yeah, like oh like, I, like I like your, your blood cells they're <laughs> um you're O positive that's you can give blood to everybody like your your heart rate like you really the beat is good i know beats i'm black um (laughs) you got rhythm girl yeah you're doing the grinding beat you know yeah (laughs) like yeah no it's it's just a weird it's just weird and definitely it's just like we're you and i are like past the new generation of what they're doing like we grew past tiktok i wasn't even using vine so like even Not when me. Vine was a thing, I didn't use it. And like you say, neither did you. And so, like, even then, when I was in my early 20s or late teens when Vine was popping, I was just like, I don't really get it. So now we're past Vine. We're into TikTok stage. And it's just like, I'm not a pedophile, so I don't see a reason to use it. No. Or, like, an e-girl. So it's just like, I don't know. And I don't want to dress up as, as a Holocaust victim and do that oh. whole thing. <laughs> so do you think, like, in some ways getting a new phone kind of weaned you off uh social media and um was it sort of like kind of like you know it's like one of those things like when uh, every, every time a girl gets out of a relationship or some bullshit happens you have to like cut her hair off or like dye it a different color to like symbolize like restarting or like it's a new me no no it is and i, I i'm not like a deep person like that but it feels like it because like i don't like typing in my login information a lot so when it's like automatically like synced up for me like i'm like okay i could just sign in real quick but now like i gotta type shit in and i gotta type out my password and i'm like 
I'm too lazy to do that. Like I'm, it's boring. So like anytime I want to get, I want to use social media, I might open up Instagram. I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta log in. Well, remind mm. me why I don't have to do it. And now since I don't even have the app on my phone, it was just like. I feel like it's a cleanse because then it's a process of going over trying to find my other phone. It might be dead, so I might have to wait like a few hours to charge it up or th- 30 minutes to charge it up. So at that point, I'm like thinking about other shit I want to be doing, like playing a video game, playing Fallout because that's my vibe right now. Like I'm back in, um, like doing something, editing, working on writing comedy. Um, I don't know if I said that last podcast, but I did. Com- I'm doing comedy again. I did uh, stand up. Um, Zoom, not in person, but in Zoom, um, two weeks ago now, and yeah, like I'm writing again, so like I have other things to preoccupy that time and not going to social media, even for me in terms of writing, because like I don't want to tell other people jokes. So you going on the explore page or something, you might see some like funny shit, and you're like, I should not tell this joke. I mm-hmm. I don't want to get influenced by anyone. I want to want it to come from my head. So it's like, it reassures me, like. Get a new phone. Everybody, if you have... Yes, this is rich people shit. Get a new expensive phone. Get the uh, iPhone 2020 AD phone. And uh, yep. just don't log into any of your information besides your iCloud. And Yeah. Yeah, I can agree. I can attest to that. Um, every time I get a new phone, it feels like... It feels like such a fresh start. Especially when... Oh, man. Like, your, your old phone will have, like bunch of sh- like backlog shit from like years text ago and pictures. And, like, text from exes and you know maybe like short flings you might have had and sh- maybe falling outs with people or just mm-hmm. like you know little dumb shit like that or just and it's like oh you know getting a new phone is like a totally fr- a brand new start for you and you know those text messages or you know the history isn't really there especially if you don't re-download the apps or you know you, you don't um if the text don't like sync but maybe you maybe you keep your contacts but other than that like that that thing that's calling you to like reflect back on your past like those bad times or something that'll hold you back isn't really there so you know it's it, you get this uh sense of moving forward from everything and forgetting about that stuff in the past question about that so do you mm-hmm. feel like when you do have um that time and i want you to plug your shit in like five seconds um well 10 seconds because i drunk a lot of fiji water and my penis is about to explode um pause but um yeah yeah yeah. don't worry about it yeah yeah, that's gay um but uh (laughs) (laughs) no pope no pope we don't say no homo anymore no pope no 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 catholic church and shit but uh yeah no do you feel like when you got like a new like like I said, new phones up and do you feel like you when you have your old phone and when you're still using said old phone even if you reflected on a situation like you grew past it you moved on from it like a partner or a situation or whatever or a friendship that went awry or whatever do you feel like once you still have that piece of medium or like those old pictures it br- opens up old wounds that you felt like you already sealed so you can't grow past it not quite. Um, it just sort of brings. No, 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 no. Like, I, I, I would say for me, it's just a little different. It's not exactly like open old, old wounds, but um, it definitely does. I would say to a degree, it does entice you to go like cyber stalking or you know, 
go on their page and look back at old shit or look what they're doing now or some bullshit like that or, mm-hmm. or maybe or maybe just reminiscing about like how things were prior to when things went to shit and, or maybe just for me even in sometimes depending on who the person was looking at some of the stuff that i i text and you know the things the text message we exchanged looking back at some of the stuff uh, I was like, okay, like this is justified or like, man, this is so shitty or like, or maybe it gave me more of a reason, you know, now that I'm in a different state, six, eight months, two years later, wherever, um, where I'm like, oh, like, damn, now I remember like, now I remember like, I'm so, I don't even know like why I was even so, you know, me- you know, messed up around this time about this girl or, or, or why I was like so lost and felt so shitty about the breakup and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm so glad like we're, we're done. I'm so much happier now. Mm-hmm. I'm in a different place. Like I, I have more money and more healthy. Um, I'm just living life, like not tied down or held back by somebody who's like, you know, blah, 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 you know, whatever. So it depends. Um, so to a degree, I would say, yeah, it does kind of open up old wounds depending on who it is and you know how things went. I would say for me, you know my situation, we're not going to get into it, but like mm-hmm. with that person is one of the reasons, because I keep my phone for a long time, I don't keep my phone for like yeah, less same. than a year, like I, I don't see, a, I, I'm an Android dude, so like I don't see the point of, I don't, I'm not confident in myself, so I don't see a reason to take selfies. Um, the only thing I wanted to do, which I can't do, is go to concert, record videos for myself, I don't post them online anymore. Um, and like have good sound quality so I could be like, yeah, I remember when Vel and Maya played um, All of Matriarch or like Invent Anime played Luna for the first time and I seen them like shit from me, not for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, with that person, I kept wanting to come, like just see if they were okay or just talk to them because like even though they did a lot and a lot of shit happened, it's just like, I saw good points. I, I was looking back and I'm looking at the good points like, oh, yeah. And you you kind of misconstrued the events that went wrong to lead you to the point where you're not talking to them anymore or not acknowledging their existence anymore. But then you're like, well, at this point, like a few months ago, we were just saying like, I love you, fam. Like, I love you so much. Like, I'm so happy you're in my life. And you start putting yourself in that state. Like, you rewind time and you skim past that part. You're like, well, we can be cool again. It's like, nah, it, it stunts my growth. Even now, like, I would say, like, anytime I pick up my own phone, I might look back at, like, old text messages and be like, I want to say hi and make sure you're okay. But then I, and then I stop myself and I literally just make sure my phone's always, like, about to die. It's all, always on 5%. So, like, before I put myself in that state, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this to myself. I grew in that department of like doing that and if i go back to that i might would just go back on social media i might would just reactivate my facebook and like be that person i was and i don't want to do that i'm in my mid-20s now and if i go back to doing the same shit i was doing in my early 20s like what have i learned exactly and that's why like, i think it's better to just really just separate yourself from like reminiscing on any of that old shit i mean you know, you live, you learn, you become a better person from those experiences, no matter how shitty they might be. Um, you know, shit, I don't know, shit gets better. And like, you're you're in a totally, you can be in a totally different mindset, totally different state. And you can, I don't know, completely, it, it, it can get to a point where it just doesn't even cross your mind anymore. You know, when you're just out and about, 
you're experiencing new ventures or you're having new you're sharing new experiences with different people maybe you have a new significant other you know you're maybe sometimes you can you can even start going to some of the places that you went prior in your last relationship and not really not even think about that other person anymore um it's just crazy how shit like that changes over time you know, I think t- I think time definitely to a degree uh, heals all wounds. Your old memories are kind of like great to remember and stuff like that. They can yeah. also be your worst enemy from remembering. Obviously, like what we, 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 we just talked about, but like your new memories can be good too. Like you don't have to peek out with your own personal life or your own personal growth just based off of memories. Like it's mm-hmm. cool to reminisce. It's cool to remember shit, but remember the lessons you learned from that too. Like remember what went wrong or what what went went right so you can bring it to your new situation your new relationship your new friendship your new job or whatever like you should focus on the new memories you're going to create in the future rather than just live in the past because a lot of people just live in the past or live day to day and you see once going back to our hood conversation where they think about just who they know and what they know and the memories they build or the bonds they build with those people where they're like, I don't want to make, I don't want to make a jump. I don't want to make a difference. I don't want to hit the restart button. I don't want to hit the soft reset on the PS4. Like, I don't want to do any of that. And it's just, you gotta, you gotta stop. But yeah. yeah I agree. Plug your shit. I gotta pay. Alright. <laughs> Alright, guys. So, um, <clears throat> while, uh, while the mic's draining the old, uh, pipes, uh, I'm just gonna plug. Um, actually, let me. I'm just gonna plug my Redbubble. So I got some stuff on Redbubble. I'm coming out with some new designs within the coming weeks. Um, they're not exactly Halloween design oriented, I guess. I don't know, but uh, more so, uh, I would say like a more of a death metal aesthetic. So be on the lookout for that if you guys are fans of like deathcore bands and death metal bands and that that kind of like text or aesthetic. Um, I might have repeated that, but anyway. Uh, visit redbubble.com slash people slash the cutthroat rb slash shop and there you can check out some of my designs and purchase some of my merch uh all the proceeds definitely go towards me producing more artwork and the podcast itself um because we definitely want to get better at this we're really new at what we're doing and you know we're still figuring things out as we go so it would be much appreciated if you guys could um you know we don't really ask for handouts but Anything is kindly appreciated. Um, besides that, um, you guys could also follow me at Instagram if you guys would like to see what I'm working on, uh, some of my artwork and whatnot. And you guys can follow me at the Cutthroat Creative, and that's just my IG. And uh, there you can see, you know, some of my current artworks. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be working on a lot of big things coming out soon. Um, hopefully, I can also start streaming on twitch uh once i get everything situated um with my current living situation it's definitely not ideal but uh you guys are interested gonna be on the lookout uh you guys can follow me at crucial rain 215 and there i'll be streaming some of my games um i got fighting games fps rpgs things like that so be on the lookout for that eventually i'm gonna be start doing that yeah Yo, uh, download but... all that shit, like <laughs> fucking like. Do you tell them you're you're streaming yet? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yo, support his shit on Red. Your, your song, Red Band. I'm, 
uh, Redbubble. I'm about to, I'm about to, like, uh, I'm about to have like a whole spank bank on, on like Dropbox for free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like fucking Mia, Mia Khalifa, you know, OnlyFans yeah, page, you know. <laughs> I got all the Mega shit. Link. Um, <laughs> Selena Powell, you know, I got her shit. You know, I got um Amber Rose, left side of her ball head. Um, I got that. I got all that shit. So, so support Black business. If all y'all, you know, white people, you know, really want to support a real nigga, um, but don't say that, but like a real black gentleman. Twerk for Jesus. <laughs> twerk for jihad. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, please uh, support. Um, do you have a start date on the streaming? Not quite yet. I'm still getting some things situated, um, especially some things in the household. We gotta get gotta get that all fixed and uh, make sure everything's optimized for streaming. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, I got some stuff coming soon. I'm gonna be playing PC, mostly PC and PS4 games. Uh, um, with the exception of like, I guess Xbox Game Pass on PC still counts as uh, PC. I guess. It does. But yeah, but yeah. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, uh, hopefully me and Mike can get on some uh, some stupid games. I guess you know just just the memes and the fun. <laughs> I wish Fallout anyway. seventy six was better. Oh yeah, we, we should would... like we I should would... like still we should like catch it on like one of these days when it's like on sale just to play the crap out of it and just watch all the dumb shit happen. Dude, I was thinking about it because like, dude, we are like you see our logo, you see yeah. our podcast name, and it's just like mm-hmm. we barely talk about Fallout here. <laughs> And because Fallout kind of sucks, just like New Vegas, and um, yeah, is I wish seventy six was a way better game. Yeah, it was a huge letdown because multiplayer Fallout was sort of this sort of this idea a lot of people had up in the air. Like it would be so cool to create this universe that everyone shared, you know, this shared world where you could interact with other players you could be like a good guy bad guy be like a raider or something mm-hmm. like that it was always this cool concept and i was always thinking of stuff like that but the way they handle it was so bad it's it terrible they based it off of fallout 4 and fallout 4 is not a good game <laughs> not even that just just a world without npcs that's like, too what? and once that... they dropped it like as a big fan like they were like oh we made npcs you're you're talking about the ma- same like, like the thing that makes your game a game the thing reason why we play, put up with your shitty combat Ooh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like your combat sucks dick you think i care about that <laughs> i care about like killing the sims <laughs> or not even the sims like saving hoover dam and like Shout out to Yes Man and me and him like bringing independence and shit and like fuck Mr. House and like say the Brotherhood of Steel and like shit like that. Like I love building my own story. I love character creation. I love building my own story. And then once you play like seventy six and it's just like, wow, this is literally just the settlement mode off of Fallout Four. And yes. I'm like, I'm not a Minecraft nigga. Like, no. I'm not one of those, let me build up myself. It didn't have anything. You don't gain that much from it. You get caps and water. <laughs> like, w- I can get that by killing people. Like, the, or doing quests. It's just, uh, anyway. So, Kanye West was on Joe Rogan. Mm. And, Perfect. not even just that. 
it was a week of just Joe Rogan doing the crazy podcast in general. He had Alex Jones. He had Got Sad. He had like all these political people on. And it was just like, it's crazy because like I never expected Alex Jones and Tim Dillon came right after Kanye West. I'm like, okay, he got Kanye West. It can't get worse from here. <laughs> Fucking Alex Jones and Tim Dillon are just back to back. Team Rocket blasted off again, head ass. And it's just like, oh shit, no. And we were supposed to not get the Kanye West interview because uh, young Jamie got like infected with COVID. Uh, the producer. I heard about that, yeah. So when I heard like we might not be in the Kanye episode, I'm like, fuck, like all the memes. <laughs> And we got that shit, and um, I'll let you take the reins, and then I'll give input when necessary or needed, because I feel like you got more out of it than I did. Okay, so personally, I haven't gotten around to watching the uh, Alex Jones and Tim Tim Dillon. Was that what it was? Mm-hmm. What was it? Yeah, I've, I haven't gotten um, around to watching those um, interviews quite yet, but I did pretty much watch the entirety of the Kanye uh podcast episode how many centers did it take how many uh viewings oh my god i i tried to put it on in the background while i was you know doing shit you know folding clothes or whatever and you know when i when i started hearing just kanye just ramble on for like dead ass a whole 30 fucking minutes without joe saying a damn word and then like it's all audible at this point, so I'm just hearing it. So then when I when I look at my screen and I pull my screen up and then I'm watching and it's just Kanye and then like for like a millisecond you would see Joe like breathe and then the camera would go to Joe and then go back to Kanye. It was just so fucking funny. But um yeah, man, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it was this long ass train of thought, which is which I was kinda like bugged about at first, and I was just like, Why isn't Joe like stepping in and saying something but eventually i was like you know what i kind of i wish some, some more of his uh podcasts were like this but um it definitely took me like a bit of like i, I a, a couple sittings honestly to really get, and, and also a couple of videos that people have uploaded with uh more concise uh edited uh cut videos um to to really listen in on some of the, the coherent points he made or some of the points he was really trying to get to uh, without all the fluff so it was two hours and fifty-seven minutes and twenty-seven seconds. That's how long it was. So let's just say twenty uh, two hours and fifty-seven minutes. Yeah. It took me seven viewings of like fifteen minutes minimum mm. to get through it. And it's not just because like <sighs> when people just drop that, you know, Kanye West is a genius, and I'm like, yeah, most genius are we they're on a different level than us and i always like we talked about last time rich people problems or rich people minds are different than poor people minds and obviously we are in different tax brackets we are beyond different tax brackets so shit he's seen and shit i seen are in the same realm we probably started the same but we're different um in terms of skin color i'm saying we're both black oh my god stay woke but um like yeah no um i I was, I was trying to get like, and shit, I really wish we recorded the time we were talking about it the first time. Um, but it was just like, it was like me watching a battle rap 
like where I'm watching like someone like uh, Loaded Lux or like Daylight or like Hollow to Dawn or something or like Sue Surf or like Hitman Hop, like a lot of battle rappers who have shit that makes you like think about it. It's not like, oh, that's comical. Like, you know, whoever just saying some funny shit or like a conceder saying some funny shit. It's like, oh, I got to listen to this again or I got to listen to this again. I feel like I missed something. I, 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 why didn't the crowd react to that? Like, I needed to make sure I didn't hit that. Hmm. Talk to that Ooh. nigga. Talk to that nigga. Like, I need to hear why the Don DeMarco dropped or didn't drop. So, like, I got to listen to it multiple times. So, I found that I listened to the Kanye West interview in total now, complete, three times since it dropped. And I'm happy that we took, like, another week to fully digest it because it took me a while to do it the first time. Now, after the second and third time, I could do it better because I'm not, like, my mind wasn't blown up every fucking five seconds. It was just, like, I hate suffer from mental illness so it's like and i know you do as well so it's like i feel like as everybody does um in some capacity but i am when i hear people have stream of consciousness like that it makes me remember when i was 302 and then it was in friends because i literally seen that in person and like when joe rogan tells like kanye that oh you don't need the medication like it's like no and this is someone who doesn't even, like, fucks with therapy and medication. He needs it. Like, not to, like, be normal or whatnot, so he can make his points more... If he's definitely running for president, if he's trying to become oh. leader of the free world and shit like that, because God came to him in a dream, and we'll get to that, too. That's where he completely lost me. But, like, if you're trying to be leader of the fucking free world... You got to make sure your messages are more concise that the average person can pick it up. You might be saying some genius shit. You might be saying some amazing shit. But if you're not able to break that down to the common man or common woman or common other, then it's, you're not, you're not going to win and you're not going to make that message seem, not everybody's going to get you. Like, when I have my manic episodes and I'm talking to my friends or my girlfriend or you or something like that, you hear me. I'm just all over the place. So I see that. I'm not saying I'm Kanye. I'm just saying I see that. And I sometimes record myself while I speak by myself. And I see how my stream of consciousness not go. And it's like, for Joe Rogan, who's like a more open person and like will let people speak, which I appreciate it. It wasn't like a Charlamagne to God interview that he did like a year ago when they went to his ranch and shit, where there's a little bit pushback. You know, there's mm -hmm. a little uh, questioning. It's like Joe Rogan let you get your shit off, which I appreciate it. Because then right. you, you get to see that actual thought process. Motherfucker, like, prayed mid-conversation. He's different. He built different. different. He oh, different. Oh like, <laughs> like, no, I never saw someone do that before. Like, I never saw someone, like, blah, 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 shut down. Oh, I was just praying. And go back to the conversation. But every... Every time he was saying something, it felt like he needed to validate how much of a genius he was or how how much money he had. I know this person, that person. This is where I got the idea from. It's just like, we get it. You're rich. How does yeah, this help was... the common man? Yeah, like how is this making anybody a better person, especially you? And it's kind of like, it was sort of like this self-serving hand job type of jerk off. Mm-hmm best of like billionaires and shit like that mentality and again and again like it goes back to rich people being on a different wavelength than us plebeians i guess or some shit like that 
and it was always like, yeah, I know this guy, and you know, we're gonna, you know, and we're gonna make this new monastery. It's gonna be the monastery of the world, and you know, we're gonna build this this extravagant thing, and blah 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 blah. Well, you have the money to do that. And he also says like he was like so much money, thirty million in debt or some crazy shit like that. I can't remember how much he said, but I'm just like, what the, like what? Um, and he drops a couple like a couple truth bombs and, 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 and a little bit of insightful knowledge of what goes on in Hollywood behind the scenes. And I think, I think some of that might have to also do with what, what's going on with Kanye and his mental state. Like a lot of people, like, you know, I, I watched again, like some of the videos that people have been uploading and editing and, and chopping up and seeing what, you know, going back again and watching it myself and seeing like what he was really referring to, because again, it goes back to what you were saying with like, the, you know, watching rap battles and whatnot, the double, double, triple entendres and whatnot that you really have to pay attention to. And you have to go back and, and, and take your time with and, and really decipher. You're like, oh, this is what the fuck he means. This is what he's talking about. Holy shit. I get it now. And some of the shit in that interview was just like, oh, this is, Kanye is like really fucked up. Like I don't think I don't think Kanye is crazy. Like I don't like I don't think people like go crazy just to you know just for no fucking reason. I mean like some you know some shit definitely does like dementia and whatnot shows up later on in your lifetime. But something really had to fuck Kanye up. You know what I mean? Like besides losing his mother, like something else got to be going on. You know I don't know what it is or whatever, but. Hollywood, the dark place. He's dropped that bomb and like he didn't explain yeah. it, but he said his mom was a, a casualty of yeah. the famous life. And like, okay, was it just a boss surgery or was that shit like intentional? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying mm-hmm. like a sacrifice or some shit, but like, was that like, did someone do that on purpose? Like the thing with Michael Jackson or the shit with Prince? Like, was it yeah. like a way to keep him in check or some shit? Was the whole, you know, Kim Kardashian and another thing to make him seem more manic? Is this like, you start trying to you you start building up conspiracy theories in your head, and do I obviously think Hollywood's a fucked up place? Of course, this is why they're trying to act like they're all inclusive now and like being gun ho about any micro canceling fucking like cops or whatever to make it seem like they're actually making a difference. Yes, Hollywood is fucked up, but it's just like you see it. This is living proof of someone who's been famous for what the last fifteen, seventeen years. And this is the end result of people who keep getting more fame where the spotlight is on you 24-7. It's shit that, like, once again, we will never deal with. We don't have to... It was a meme, but it's like the paparazzi is, like, literally outside his garage recording him. And he's just like, oh, what's yeah. up, Kanye? How you doing? He's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it's like, we're all laughing at it. It's funny as shit. But it's just like, can you imagine you're just waking up one day and, like, you go down and someone's watching you and you can't shoot yeah. them? Like and you can't, <laughs> you can't. and like that's the, that's something I really wanted to touch base on with you know segueing from when we, what we talked about recently you know before your pee break <laughs> social media and how everything's magnified and like, amplified now because back in 07 when Britney had her whole ep- manic episode mm-hmm. um uh, Eminem, I believe he uh, OD'd around that time too. It's just like now it's like vastly different where memes can come out about you, where it's like the damage is already done, but now you're pouring salt into the wound. Now you're adding insult to injury. And 
everything's a fucking joke you know what i mean like a lot of serious issues can be just like summed up to just you know at the expense of people's pleasure now or at the expense of people's laughter when people are really suffering out here now it's just not like back in 07 when britney had her whole episode shaved her head and started busting windows and shit whatever it's like oh you know britney had a, a you know a manic episode and oh she's crazy you know mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like the normal celebrity thing, blah, 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 blah. But now it's, it's like, it's like no one really will take it seriously. No one really, as much as people are uh, so, I don't know, self-absorbed in their mental illness and, oh, I'm, I suffer from this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. And then everyone's so much more psychologically aware of, of, of what people go through and they suffer today, like with mental illness. It's still played up as like this big joke or, or people still shrug it off even though people have, people are more affected by you know mental illness today than they were prior like 10 plus years ago i feel it was it's like the argument of like you know non-binary people and all that i'm not trying to get into this conversation i'm gonna say like it's always existed it's just now it's yeah. at the forefront now people are more comfortable saying what they are because like we lived in the hood there's a lot of mental illness in the hood, but motherfuckers weren't saying it like, mm-hmm. oh, I have depression. And it's just like, we have entertaining ways of saying it. It'd be like that sometimes or something like that. Or like, I'm just, I'm tripping right now or something. So mental illness has always been a thing. But the reason why we want to meme everything, because if we're not laughing, we're crying. And as someone who's getting into comedy and what one thing that is prevalent, and like a lot of comedians, I'm not calling myself a comedian yet. I'm just saying a person who does comedy. Um, but like your most comedians are depressed. Most entertainers are depressed because your life is literally to make other people enjoy you more than you enjoy yourself. Self-deprecating. Yeah. yeah you're self-deprecating or you're self-exposing yourself. You're literally your whole life is out there. You're making jokes about situations. I make jokes about me being getting molested. Like I like we're making ourselves laugh at my pain, like the Kevin Hart special mm-hmm. laugh at my yeah. pain or like, you know, feel something from Kanye West, Graduation, Late Registration, are two of my favorite rap albums of all time. But he's talking about some real shit in there. Mm. Like, Flashing Lights. Like, no matter what it is, it's just like, these songs have meaning behind it, but there's a lot of pain behind that too. So we're just listening to it like, yeah, I feel that that beat was hard. But like, sometimes you, you hear artists crying when they're recording a track or like, uh, we don't, we don't want to look. We don't want to look within ourselves and look at ourselves and see like, oh, I'm also dealing with shit. We just want to look at other people's shit and like, well, I'm not that bad. I'm not mm. that crazy. I always have. You always have to be better than the next person, no matter how famous they are or how much money. Well, my mental state is better than them, so I'm living a better life than they are. So that's why I don't need to like work on myself. You feel me? Right. Mm. Yeah. I see. Is this? It's just crazy to see, like, how we view mental illness now, definitely in the world, like you said, like, where we're more open about it, but we're still, like, not helping people. We're still just laughing at people. Like, since World Star days, where motherfuckers would get knocked out and get that shit posted all over the world. So, everybody in the world, when you live just in, like, this small neighborhood in Philadelphia, you got your ass whooped. Now, people in, like, Senegal is going to be like, yo, you're the nigga who got knocked out. Like, they yep. say that shit in Swahili and shit, and, like, in Yorba <laughs> and shit, like, and you literally have everybody in the world viewing your fucking worst moment. The Britney thing, that was in, like, L.A. and California. 
mm-hmm. we knew that you have kids looking at it the fucking yeah. r kelly thing you know your life is forever like that moment is visual no matter what it is it, no matter what type of media positive or negative is out there forever <laughs> and what's the frame f- first thing you think about britney spears like you said the mental breakdown mm-hmm. her shaving her head kanye west all his manic episodes. This will be an iconic moment that we were talking about from years from now. Like, oh yeah, if Kanye, God forbid, um, I don't believe in God, but like, heavens, for whatever you believe forbid, but like, he kills himself, like literally a few weeks or a few days after this. We're going to be like, it's going to hit different. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm feeling is like, I feel like something's going to happen to this Jason. And yeah. we're Do laughing you think- at it. Right. And do you think like he would if, if if worse comes to worse and Kanye does I don't know not, and again knock on wood like but like somehow miraculously Kanye does you know someone finds him he's you know incapacitated or dead. Do you think like it would be chalked up to a suicide or do you think there it's like some outside force that's like involved in that? Because like, I mean like. You look at some of like the stuff that's happened. Like apparently, like I don't know if this was this true. Like Kim Kardashian was like held hostage or some shit in a hotel at like Paris or something. Like when that. he was had know. had his concert, yeah. Apparently that yeah. was true. Yeah, like just weird shit like that, and it's like, hmm. How were you like? How were you caught lacking like that? <laughs> like you're one <laughs> of the most famous people. <laughs> like, like wow. <laughs> Well, she's probably not the brightest, so. I know, <laughs> but, but like, you got money, no, so security should have been like. Yeah, like yeah, like seriously, like, aren't there like precautions to like? I work, I, you know, again, I work in the hotel business, so it's like really strange to me, man. And so it's like, for somebody to sneak up and like hold you hostage in a hotel, and you got to be like, this can't be like any like regular, regular, basic ass, like you know. It's not a mo- holiday like, inn. Yeah, like. Like hotels are pretty damn like hotels are pretty damn tight with security. And I don't I don't work in like the most upscale or anything like that. Like mine's is pretty like nationally, like out there, like, sort of. And like we got Four pretty stars, damn right? security. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. What the fuck? Like how the hell is that even possible? So I'm like, I don't know, man. Again, like that for me it's kinda of, kinda of shady. Like, I, yeah, like <laughs> the truth could be somewhere in between. It could mm-hmm. be like like I said, I think Michael Jackson was murdered. Mm-hmm. Um same with Prince, in my Prince, opinion. yes. Um, a lot of people, because, I mean, yeah. if you believe some of the conspiracy theories, you do. I'm not going to say do your research, or any, but if you know that Michael Jackson owes the Beatles masters, and, like, a lot of people master, he bought that shit back in the day. So, like, his estate, who doesn't care as much as him, can own that shit because he's dead and, like, sell it to other people. It makes sense. He still had a lot of power, even towards his death in the music industry. So you want to make a new a change of the guard that makes sense. Same thing with Prince, where Prince was, even though past his prime of his career, still owned a lot of shit, and still was one of those people where you can't control me type of people because he was Jehovah Witness. You can't tell Jehovah Witness shit. Um, but or he was Seventh Day. He was one of them. But uh, yeah, yeah. uh, I, I think the truth is somewhere in between. Like, mm-hmm. I, if Kanye West kills himself and it's just him, do I feel like conspiracy theories are going to pop up and they might be true? Yes. Could I just believe he had a manic episode and he couldn't handle it anymore? Also, yes. Possibly. What about uh, other people? Oh, sorry to cut you off. You're, you're good. Yourself. Go ahead. 
uh, and then on the on the opposite end of the spectrum, so people like <clears throat> people like Robin Williams, one of the funnier, you know, the happiest, you know, well, well the facade of happiness, I guess, mm-hmm. one of the happiest, funniest people out there, and all of a sudden just shows up dead, you know. Comedians, I told you, most comedians yeah. deal with depression. Most mm-hmm. comedians are clinically depressed, like yeah. they're dealing with mental illness, like a motherfucker, and it's just like once that flame once your career peaks out and like you don't have that fame you don't have mrs doubtfire you don't have aladdin and you're just a b-movie actor and you don't get all the laughs that you got at one point not saying this is the reason why he killed himself but i'm just saying once your career start going down and people aren't laughing at you at uh, at you or to you as much as much you're not getting that same career you feel awful I see it a lot of time. Richard Pryor talked about it. And George Carlton talked about it. Like when they're aging in comedy where the new comics like Eddie Murphy and like all these other people were coming up at, around the time. Like they see that what is funny to them anymore is not doing it rounds anymore. They're not getting the popularity and blah, 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 blah. Even though it's weird because Richard Pryor and George Carlton, I can watch this shit to this day, <laughs> to this day. And, um, and laugh at it. It's like comedy that age well, but once you see the new, the changing of the guard coming in, like you start hating yourself. You're, you're wondering if your writing process is still there. I was even talking to, um, Sally Mullins, who's a comedian about it. Like the writing process, like you're not making that much money in comedy. Once you finally get to the top of the mountain, like even in like an Amazon prime special, she has one called Sleazy Does It, um, that you guys should check out. It's pretty good. It's just like, even getting that, it feels like you you hit your peak, and nothing's also gonna get better than that. After twenty years of doing comedy, you're solely getting paid like a hundred dollars. So like, once you get to the million dollar stands and all that, and once you feel like it's going away, and you might have to go back to like doing shit that you didn't want to before, mm-hmm. your mental illness is just like this. Any entertainer, rappers, like musicians, like we could talk about like you know Juice World, all these other people, even yeah. in the height of their careers are still not happy like having money does not replace happiness it just gives you another reason to be more depressed oh yeah i agree and do you think like personally you would possibly pursue a future with um you know being a comedian like do you think that like you could get past like some of the social anxiety like once we're fully integrated back into society like when all this shit is over do you think that you could actually start doing like actual live shows and stand up with people i do i uh, i want to i wanted to before covid i was about to go to uh, improv school but i realized how stupid that was i would have just started doing open mics like i was before when i was still in college um mm. i i don't want to work a nine-to-five forever i know comedy is not a career it rarely is most comedians yeah. are making forty dollars a show i was even talking to her about that too it's just like yeah, they don't make money, and she's 20 years in the game, and most comedians are making $20 a show in L.A., so it's like, right. yeah, probably. I want to more so do sketch. I like stand-up, but I don't know if how I'm going to readjust to like society in terms of speaking in front of crowds. Even doing it on Zoom, like I was a few weeks ago, I was stumbling over my words because other people were viewing me. Like, mm-hmm. if it's like one-to-one, like you and I, and we're busting jokes back and forth is easy because I know you know me. And even if it's not funny, like, I know you're not going to, like, hate me or, like, <laughs> like, or, like spit in my drink or something like that. Like, not, I know you're not, not going like, to. That was a funny dog. Get the fuck off stage. Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, I bombed before. 
Oh god, that's terrible. I feel that like publicly speaking is like one of the hardest skills in the fucking world. It's different when you're reading from like a PowerPoint or a paper, or yeah. like you're doing a presentation. You're presentating your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're literally giving like an autobiography or like your situational humor to the world, and it's terrifying because, like, I, once again, I hate myself most days. So like, if I don't get that validation, like people are laughing at me. I don't know if I can manage it. And once, like, the first time I did bomb, like, it was like a talent show or whatnot, so it wasn't anything crazy, but it was enough 15 to 20 people watching me, and I was not getting a reaction. It was just, like, panic attack, material, remember material that I wrote down, and then you start blinking, you start blacking out, and you're just like, uh. And it was only a five-minute set. Like a five minute set is not that long, but it felt mm-hmm. like an eternity. Oh, like forever when you're there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like bright lights and all that. And I was just like, dude, I no, I it's gonna be hard. It's gonna probably take me like a good year or two to even get into the hang of it because I wasn't in the hang of it before, but definitely now where like I haven't even worked in like almost a year now. Like I I, I want to though. It's gonna be hard though. It's gonna be a journey. I gotta, I gotta first like myself, or try to like myself a little bit. Um, but you gotta work on that shit, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking great, dude. You're fucking great. You got this. I'm pussy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> like, I appreciate you, bro. Thank yeah, bro. you. You got this. I feel that though. Um, man. Oh. About so shit. yeah like juice world man um and like talking about like you know self-deprecating like even like in a, in, a, in a sense like self-deprecating music like juice world and future definitely have like this uh, symbiotic relationship where they kind of well definitely juice world played off of him and like they made a whole you know album or project together mm-hmm. the world on drugs and whatnot and you know it's, it's blatantly in the title um you know like Future makes bangers, Juice World made bangers, um, and a lot of the subject matter was definitely drug abuse and sadness and a lot of pain in their heart. And a lot of people, you you realize how like blind people are to the subject matter and the lyrics, especially the fucking lyrics to different songs and what songs are about. More people are concerned about how hard the beat slaps and shit like mm-hmm. that. Like, and Molly Brigg is it. <laughs> no, like, I uh, thought it was a uh, dirty spray, too. Thought it was a drought. Um, bitch, I'm going to choose a dirty over you. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not scared of you lose you. Like, yeah. stuff like that. I'm an addict. I can't help it. Like, literally, Dirty Spray 2 is, like, the hardest depressing album of all time. Like, he's talking <laughs> about fucking groupies. He's not happy. He's on codeine. You know, he's, like, he's literally saying this, the drugs are killing me. Like, mm-hmm. it's a cry for help. His future is a a more hype juice world where juice world would like have like bangers but it wouldn't be like oh dude like you're you're talking about not even making it to 21 which he didn't yeah. like yeah is the drugs so it's like i i don't it's, know we're at this stage in our lives where it's just like we've seen that and we see it being repeated it's just like i don't know what's it's gonna take your favorite rappers are dying from drug overdoses or being involved in lives that they shouldn't be in and it seemed like the the youth even 
people who are 25 and above are just like romanticizing it and think that's what they need to be too and it's just we're so much better than this yeah and it's not this new phenomenon like people have been dying from lean for over 20 years or so like cocaine too like the 80s it's not like a young people thing it's like the it's a youth movement it's the youth of the new drug um when we were coming up like in the early 2010s like right after high school was molly everybody was on molly and syrup like that was a thing and now it's like now everybody's doing everybody was doing perks but now the popular things is i'm off a perk you know i'm off yeah yeah it's like some shit like that it's not like these drugs can kill you, but they're like, i rather feel like this than rather deal with my personal shit. So it's like this evolution of where back in the day, rap was mostly about smoking weed and drinking and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, the softer stuff. Stuff that's, well, besides liquor, if you like but drink they were and drive cocaine and though, bro. They were huh? doing, they were oh, yeah. They, oh, hell yeah. They were <laughs> cocaine off strippers' asses and shit, like whatever. Yeah. But like. But like now, it's like they really start now. Like people have like much more access to like mm-hmm. again new quote unquote re- recreational drugs or some shit like that. Or just there's more, you know, there were more drugs and whatnot created, you know, to mm-hmm. do. People are glorifying that shit. Uh, and it's just really, I don't know, something about, about listening to old Juice World and you know postmortem and just like and some of his lyrics, are just like. Ugh. And now, you know, that he's no longer with us and, you know, some of the subject matter, even even artists like uh, XXX and Tashion and, and Lil Peep and Mac and Mac Miller is just like, man, fuck. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And like all the people we just named besides Future, Future is surprising that he, he's pushing 40. But like most of your favorite rappers who've been dying didn't even make it to 25. Like no. we live beyond them. That's what's weird to me. Like I can remember being 20. I like I if I died then I I would hate it I mean I would be dead I wouldn't feel anything but it's just like to see people die that young who had you know quote unquote everything the women the fame you know all that and still not be happy it's just like if that's gonna be the life what's the point of living like you're you're still finding ways to not to get your creative juices from, and maybe it's part of like that's how they get the creative juices too. Because I seen that we both seen it in art school, like people could not do their art if they were not on some type of hallucinogen, some psychedelic, some some type of medication, recreational or not, to do their art. And some artists are definitely like, I cannot live without this. I cannot create without this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's it's the youth movement. It's just like kids are always gonna do drugs. It's different now because, like you said, your favorite artist is not just like in America. Like they're all over the world. It's all that message that was only like back in the day to your neighborhood and like the tri-state area. It's like no, that should have been heard all across the country too. So it's just like that message is going to like even like suburban white kids who are like, oh yeah, like I'm doing Molly now. It's just like, uh, huh? <laughs> like, like I, I can understand weed, but like once you start talking about the other drugs, you like I want to, I want to feel like I want to feel like how Future feels. I want to feel like how like Juice World felt on that plane. Like I want to feel like all that type of shit. I want to feel like that. I want to be this rapper. I want to be them, and it's not worth it. It's not worth no, it. One bit. Not. Do you think? Would you? 
would you personally exchange the lifestyle you live right now for fame and stardom like more social recognition and whatnot like or or even like being verified on like ig or some shit like that and like having you know almost like millions of followers or whatever and like being recognized socially so obviously we're seeing that right now as motherfuckers who don't even have a thousand followers on instagram um right. so obviously i was saying based off what we we're talking about earlier like no i i have enough money right now in my life where i'm not struggling like i'm not on my bottom dollar i'm not pulling out my hair like i'm not I haven't struggled that much in my life. So if I got fame, it would just make me more what I am. I like playing video games. I like staying home. I like doing stuff like that. So being famous will be more of an annoyance. Like being <laughs> like, I couldn't imagine like waking up where I'm at and like having someone take a picture of me. I, I'm not photogenic. So I got to like look pretty all the time. Like I got to fucking mm. sh- like, you know, start wearing makeup and shit. If I get like a pimple, so I don't think like it's fucking herpes and shit. Like, it's a lot of stuff that I don't want to worry about. So female recognition, don't really care about. In terms of women, they come and go. Um, partners come and go too. So it's like, nah, I don't think I would want it. What about you? Yeah, me either. Like, I mean, personally, I would like to be like a really well-known artist, you know, for my work and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But not like this crazy ass like paparazzi you know, everyone's all up in my face when I, you know, when I'm up in the morning or taking a shit or, you know, just trying to live my life. I wouldn't, you know, I, w- I would, it would be pretty cool for people to come up to me and recognize me. Like, hey, you're that guy that did the piece on the blah, blah, blah. And like, take a picture of me. Like, that's cool. Like, I'm, I'm just a chill dude like that anyway. And I like meeting new people and, you know, and networking or whatever. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think I'm, I, I would definitely gravitate more to what you just, you just said about like, I would, I would like to, I live, I live pretty comfortably now. But like I would, I would appreciate just living comfortably, and um, I don't know. definitely not like I wouldn't like to live at that like that height of uh, recognition that celebrities live at, where it's like everyone's all up your ass. I want to be one of those rich people who you don't know about. Oh like, God! I want to be quietly rich. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. Wanna, like you'll see mm. me at a function. I'll be wearing the same fucking Doc Martens and like right. skinny jeans from fucking. Uh, Fashion Nova and shit. Like, you'll just see me wearing my fucking DIY shit and like not know that I got money in the bank, not know that I have stock right. and equity in companies and shit. Like, Fortune Five. I want you. I want to be known like that. So like, no one knows me, but the people who do know me know like I'm secure. I feel that. I like that. Yeah. Cause That's how I feel now. Vultures. That's how you get yeah. the fucking vultures. Like whether it's yeah. whether it's women, your partners, your friends, your family. That's how you get people. Just don't give money to people. Don't let people know you're rich. Nope. That's how a lot of um. Oh man, yeah, definitely. Like I've seen that a lot with like relationships and friendships, especially. That's why I don't lend out money anymore, and I definitely don't lead with my, you know, with, with my wallet when it comes to dating. Because mm-hmm. a lot of women will think you're broke, but it's like that's far from, you know. Because we don't drive. Food. We don't. Ha- we don't drive. No, no. It's like it's a liability. Who the fuck? You. I see again. I see a lot of girls today, especially girls, because they, you know, they they're go getters, you know, quote unquote go getters. They but they have their car, they have their apartment, but at the end of the day, like under the hood, you know, everything like a nice package on the outside, but like under the hood, everything is like she's you know living well beyond her means. Mm-hmm. She's got all like seven different side hustles, and they're not like lucrative really. They're, you know, they're nothing. They're like really stable, and 
I see it all the time. A lot of my female friends or female acquaintances are asking people for money or asking people, do you know this? Do you know that? You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, like, but at the, at the same time, don't like, there's like illusion of grandeur, you know? Mm. Um, and like, I've seen that a lot with dating where like women have all these things, but at the same time, you're like struggling to make ends meet. And you look at me because I don't tell you how much money I have or I don't leave. It's like, it's like, it's kind of gold diggery, to be honest. I don't really like it, so. It's really shallow, but it is. I think most people, most relationship, you want to know that your partner is stable, and like mm-hmm. you look for, you don't look at what they actually have. You look out on the outside, right. like you look at, okay, do, do that person fill this, these check marks? And on our stance on dating women, you know, they want to make sure that you have some stability because they're not stable themselves most times. Mm-hmm. Like most people are not stable. We're all in our twenties. Mm-hmm. When if you find a stable person in your twenty, keep them. But Please. like we're all not stable, so we we want to find someone who's more mentally secure than we are, or if more financially secure than we are. Because so many girls who are one guys with cars and you know houses and shit, they still live with their parents, or they got their own place. But like it's like that meme where like the guy goes to, with this really hot girl and like her house is full of shit, and like they're like, "You live here? <sighs> Matches on the floor, floor clothes like, not have yeah. the bed post and all that type of shit is just like that's this your life and you're expecting all this from me like what if i a relationship is like a union between two people it's not marriage but like y'all making that agreement to be together so it's like what if i need to depend on you mm-hmm. like i don't i would rather not not because it's toxic masculinity because i want to be my own adult not just be my own man but be my own adult and i want to maintain shit but what if i need you right like but you want all this from me, but I, basically all you're offering to me is sex and arguments, or like sex and like you know probably some good conversations from that from time to time. But it's like if you're trying to do this whole dating to build something into like a marriage and all that type of stuff, which most people are not planning to do. If you meet off a of Tinder, just saying. But um, you gotta offer something to, to the table too, and definitely in our dating experience, you see that a lot of people want. They want you to be what they want in a man rather than seeing the growth. They want a complete project from day one so they can just be like, yeah, I I did the growth with him, but he was like already there, but like I made him. Mm. And just, yeah, no, just the whole people are horrible. <laughs> dating is yeah, horrible. Man. We talked about this before, but like dating is bad, bro. <laughs> it's bad. And like for us guys, it's, what I've noticed is a lot of women, I'm just being honest, like, they don't want to build with a nigga. Like, it's very rare when you find a, a honest girl that really wants to, like, like, love love you for you. You know what I mean? Like you for you. They don't they don't just want the finished product. They don't want the guy that, you know, bust his ass at a job or, or created his own business and now he's wealthy and whatnot. They don't, they want, they want a guy who's already have that fully established and they would have come along. Oh, you know, you got this thing, you got that thing. But they don't want to help you get there. And, like, some guys do have chicks that help them and hold them down. And then, you know, once they're up on their feet, then they um, leave that girl, you know, and just go get it some, something better. And that's really fucked up. And that happens on both ends. But, um, yeah, dating fucking sucks, man. Dating it's, sucks. It's, I'm not with my relationship right now. But, like, dating sucks because, like, in the past with, like, people, it's just, like, you don't know what you want and they don't know what they want. And it's just, either you're both lost or what you wanted and what they wanted changed over time. 
Mm. And it's like, at one point, you want to see growth in a person. You want to grow with that person. But I feel like at some point, certain people just don't care anymore or don't want to grow anymore with you and just want to fester all the time and be horrible and depressed. And, or just, they're obsessed with being miserable. Like, you can be obsessed with making bad decisions. We dealt with that before you and I both did, like, with previous partners and shit like that. Um, But, yeah, no, I just, I feel like now, when we're at a stage where mental illness is a thing, also is a way to, like, basically validate the reason why you're a shit person. Like, we talked about before, like, People will use their mental illness to validate why they are the worst person ever, or I'm a water sign, so this is why I set your car on fire. God, like it's it's just the drugs bring it back, bringing it full circle to the drugs. Like most of these people have past trauma with drugs or past physical physical abuse with dealing with people with drugs. It's just like it's a lot of fucking trauma that you're mm-hmm. getting with previous part, like a current partner from a previous previous partners or their previous life before you and then you're getting and you're like holy shit like what happened and then you hear what happened you're like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) bro because most of the girls you date like like i like in your experience like you hear some of their history right before you and you're like not quote-unquote good guy but you're not the most I'm not saying you're not a good guy. I'm just saying you're not doing a whole I'm a good guy meme where, like, no. I'm the white knight. But you're like, I don't do any other thing. I never put my hands on a girl. I never, like, sexually assaulted a girl. But most of these girls that you're talking to has had that happen to them. Mm-hmm. Every girl you probably talked to had a story. Yeah. And that's, like, that's why they're toxic. Because they have the story of, like, either neglect, daddy issues mommy issues um like anything family wasn't cool growing up or they got sexually assaulted by a family member or like you know they fucking got sexually molested by their church leader or whatever like there's a lot of shit that went wrong and then like they're just thrown into their 20s and they didn't have any of that like growth like they didn't have any of that like proper growth where they don't have to worry about those type of things but then once you get to them two three relationships down definitely since we're in our late like you're pushing your late 20s and i'm in my mid 20s like they're 23 24 25 26 27 and like if you're their like seventh boyfriend in their 20s or like in general and like every other dude calls them to build up that toxic wall not just a wall a toxic wall and like it just comes to you and just like i'm supposed to break those walls down and build them up but i gotta sacrifice my mental my mentals for it as well like i gotta fix this person so i can maintain with them oh yeah no fuck that i'm out of there <laughs> i don't have time to deal with any of that shit like i just facts yeah i mean you get tired of that shit man you get so tired of it you're not there to fix anybody you're not anybody's therapist like fuck all that man see um, I, I had that said to me and oh yeah and like no <laughs> i mean like to be yeah. fair that they were right um, like, no, I'm not, even though the situation wasn't that, I mean, whatever, but like, no, you're not supposed to be there for someone 24 yeah. seven. Your day is dictated by another person and you're not getting a financial gain off of it. Not talking about like, I'm talking about actual work, not just, you know, hitting a lake or something, but like, 
if you're not getting anything out of it, your day should be more so for yourself. If it's 24-7, the majority of that time should be towards you. And if it's not about you, it's an issue. And don't make someone your god. Please don't. Because speaking from experience, does not end well. Nope. Motherfucker's still dealing for trauma from like 10 years ago. And it took me up to this year to get past most of it. And I'm still not done. Because you make someone your guy. You think that's who you're going to be with forever. Or that's who's going to be in your life forever. So you've got to build with that person. And then out of nowhere, it's not you find that it's not worth it anymore. And you lose your purpose. Your purpose in life was to make that person happy. And now you got to like repurpose yourself. And you're like, I got to start again. Sometimes you don't want to start over again. No, it's, it's it's relationships are are shitty most of the time. Most of the time, it's, there's some good that can come out of it, but most of the time, it's a lot of fucking stress and depression and tragic backstories and anime character backstories of like their father died and it's just like fuck. It's just like, dude, I understand why you killed a whole Chia clan, like. <laughs> Damn. Oh, They're going to kill you. Spoiler alert. Oh, like, yeah, no, dude. Everybody have this tragic backstory. And now since we're normalizing like mental illness, now all those stories are being said out in the open now, even during the first date. And it's just like... Yeah, on top of that, it's like poor... Excuse me. You're good. It's like poor coping skills. Mm-hmm. Poor coping habits. And like sometimes there's drug and, drug and substance abuse involved in there. And it's just like, well... Do you really want shit to get better, or you just want to have this? You know, you want to keep riding this tragic backstory with you into every situation, you know, every uh, every relationship you get into. Like, I don't. It's easier to be miserable than it is, it is to be happy. Yeah. You yeah, can man. you can focus on your misery for a long ass time, dude. Oh, definitely, it's definitely been there, man. It has held me back for so long. It's holding me back right now. Feel that, yeah. This quarantine shit, like going full circle, is just like. It's all the growth I've been doing the last couple of years. It feel like it just I'm heading every start, but I'm 21 again. Ugh, man, yeah. But at least we're not doing crack. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's that's a good... <laughs> drug addictions are not a thing. A lot of people in our similar situations wouldn't start doing drugs. Definitely, I'm in Bucks County, where it's like heroin is a thing that is accessible to me. And you don't do any drugs. You can be smoking K2. You can be doing wet. You can dip in cigarettes and vomit fluid. But you're not. And you're not in a toxic relationship. You're not in a horrible relationship. Near am I. And like. Well you're not dating. But I'm just saying. You're not in a situation mm-hmm. where you're forced to. Suffer. And yeah. No dude. It's just. It makes you want to just be alone forever. Seriously. It makes it's you not want to try because anytime you try, you're just in a situation where you're just like, fuck. <laughs> New trauma. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Yeah. It's like when you're playing like an arcade game and like you get to like the final boss, like you get to fucking like uh, Bison or some shit or like Devil Gen or some shit. And then like someone puts in a corner like New Challenger. It's just like, fuck. <laughs> like, again? Like, how many quarters y'all niggas got? <laughs> Oh, for real. 
but yeah. Damn. Yeah, we went, we went full circle with this, John. Seriously. I think we covered all, pretty much everything, you know, all the bases. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't do drugs. Um, get out the hood, please. Get out the hood. Take care of your mental health. Do therapy. Do medication if you want to. Find something that makes you not stress out. If you... If you find something that makes you happy, but not something that hurts people or exploits other people willingly, um, if that's making OnlyFans, go ahead. If you want to do some art, draw, make a podcast, go ahead. A couple of my friends just started a podcast themselves. I'm like, go ahead. Find something that takes your minds off of this quarantine shit, this protest shit, this politics shit. Get off of social media. If you can go outside, go outside. If you're inside, find cool things inside. Start cleaning. You know, start eating better foods. Just do something to take your mind off of shit. Relax. Relax. <laughs> Please, form better coping habits. Please. And I think yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much everything. All right. Um, this has been another episode of Nuclear Podcast. We're gonna do them more frequent. We took a few weeks off. Shit was fucked, but we're back now, and um, we're gonna start uploading again. I'm gonna upload tomorrow. I really wanna upload this one, but um, we're gonna get to that. So you guys have a good day, good night, good evening, because people in Singapore listen to us. You saw that on Anchor. Oh shit, where? Damn. Yeah, Singapore. Shout out to the niggas in Singapore. We fucked with you, man. Shout out to the niggas in Singapore. But anyway, y'all have a good night. Peace. Peace.